if a student is not registered for the uh, library service that is in the Braille Institute Library here in Southern California, that's a good place to start because that opens up. It's kind of the, the key that uh, unlocks some other things. For instance, um, learning ally org, which used to be called RFBND.org, Recording for the Blind and Dyslexic. They are an, a tremendous source for textbooks for students. Bookshare.org um, is another uh, uh, fine organization. They, what they provide are books that are scanned. They're printed books. They're not narrated by a human narrator, but they are scanned. They're in a uh, text format. And uh, there's various ways to read those. For one of them is the uh, Victor Reader Stream and some other uh, third-party players. But I'm going to tell you, first of all, mostly about what I know the, the best. I have a nodding acquaintance with these other things, but um, I just thought I'd mention them since we have so many students here and teachers. <laughs> so BARD is... Um, we're just going to go through a quick kind of start to finish here. I have Alt-Tab, VZ Access Manager. I have VZ Access Manager. I don't know what that is. Alt-Tab, Download Complete. Alt-Tab, VZ Access, Alt-Tab, Browse Windows N, Desktop I, Internet Explorer, Enter. Windows Internet Explorer, connected dot dot dot, 100%. Page has two headings and three links. Accessible search and dash access and dash. So the first thing I'm going to do is uh, talk about signing up for BARD. If somebody needs to sign up for BARD, um, they would they would go to nlsbard.loc.gov. Nsbard period loc period gov. Enter one percent. Please log in one time. Okay. So here it asked me to log in. Now, if you're if you don't uh, if you're not signed up for BARD. And then, of course, you won't have any uh, login information to put there. So you want to sign up for BARD. So there is a link on here to the application instructions. Link with dialog. BARD application instructions. And I'm going to follow that link. Enter. BARD application instructions visited link. BARD application instructions visit BARD. So then, on here there are, there's a short page of instructions. I'm a guy, so I never read the instructions. But anyway, <laughs> if you want to read the instructions, you can. But one, one important thing uh, to pay attention to is which application you're filling out. Because uh, just new to us, our uh, institutions are available for, uh, have BART available to them now. So there's two applications on here, one for individual and one for institutions. What institutions are eligible? There's a number of them, but schools are ba basically right at the top of the, uh, the uh, list, you might say. If you are, I know I notice we have a few teachers here, so if you are trying to register your school uh, for, for BARD, make sure that the email address is something that can actually be uh, associated uh, with with your school. In other words, it's preferable not to, you know, not, not something uh, like uh, I love rock and roll at yahoo.com, <laughs> which is probably not associated with any school in particular, although one never knows. But uh, in any case, make sure of that. And also, when you sign up for BARD, 
be sure to, after you've put in the application, contact the, the library by phone and just make sure that the information the library needs is up to date. There are certain, uh, there's a certain document, which the name of which I, re I don't recall offhand, but it's basically a, a yearly sort of thing that the school uh, is, uh, sends to us and we just want to make sure that's, that's up to date and that your status is uh, completely active. So just contact the library and say, okay, I signed up for BARD, what else do you need to know? That's the short version of it. So um, that's just a little note to teachers and people signing up for schools, but for individuals, which is primarily what we get, BARD enrollment application we have at nicole.relibrary.org send mailed in. That first link there is Nicole. She's the other person, uh, the, the other go-to person for BARD. Uh, she does a good portion of the processing of applications. At privacy policy link. There's the old privacy policy. At link to BARD application for individuals link. And here's the link to BARD application for individuals. So I'm going to... Enter 1%. Hit the enter key and follow that link. For individuals visited link 100%. Individual application, BART main page of BART individual combo box. Please select the library, one to five. So the first thing it says is, and um, there's a, uh, what they call a combo box. Some of you may know it as a drop-down menu. And uh, so I'm going to uh, turn on this combo box. I'm going to hit, hit the space bar. Space combo box. Please select the library. And then I'm going to arrow down and find my library, which is... Library services left in Los Angeles. Well, son of a gun, it's the first one. Uh, more often than not, there'll be a lot of other uh, libraries displayed, uh, and uh, so I just make sure you pick the right one. Otherwise, the California State Library, Braille and Talking Book Library, left Perrin in Sacramento. Carite Perrin. You might pick that one, and if you're in Southern California, that won't do you a whole lot of good. So we're going to pick the right library, and then I'm going to tab, submit button. tab to submit and press the space bar on submit. Space, 1%. And now comes submit button, 100%. Submit button, page has two headings and three links. Another page. City colon, state colon, state colon, combo box, California, California. So we got another form here. Let me just make sure I'm at the top of the page. Just hit control home. If I could. Individual application. And I'm at the top of the page, so now I'm going to navigate to the first field of the uh, of the form here. If you're using JAWS, first name colon edit. Just press the letter F, which goes to the next form field. And so this is pretty self-explanatory. There's some name fields. Middle initial colon edit. We're just moving Tab, through here. Last name colon edit. Last Tab, address colon edit. Tab, second address line colon. So there's two lines for the address. Maybe just put your street on one and address on one and apartment on the other. Tab, city colon edit. And type in your city. Tab, state colon combo box California. There's another one of those trusty combo boxes. So it's already, uh, California's already highlighted, so we can leave it there. But if you were in some other state, you know, maybe you move or something. <coughs> maybe you move tomorrow to New York, so you would pick New York, of course. In any case, uh, we'll just move right along. Tab, zip code, colon, edit. Here's zip code. Tab, email address, colon, edit. Now, here's the uh, place for your email address. You're going to type it in this first field where it says email address, and you're going to tab again. Tab, confirm email address, You're going to confirm edit. it. You're going to type it again. Tab, please select the type of player you will be using, colon, combo box. MLS Digital Talking Book Player. 
So by default, the NLS digital talking book player, which is the player you would get from uh, Braille Institute, is is highlighted there. If that's your player, then all you need to do is uh, tab to submit, which is the next button. So that's the free player. If that's you the free one. Just like a Victor Reader Stream or a Plex Talk yeah. or a BookSense, then that's the box where you select what book you have. I have a stream with me, and so Brian may want this. I'm going to put it. Yeah. Um, above the escape key on the keyboard, and we can move the um, we can move the audio cable from the computer to the stream if you want to get if we want to. Okay, sure. Use that later. Yeah, we're ready for that. Fantastic. Thank you, Sue. So um, that's the the free one. Now here's all the players that cost money, and we'll just go through a few of these. So let's see. Am I space? Bookport Plus. Okay, so uh, there's the uh, Bookport Plus. There's a number of these things. There's the Humanware Victor Reader Stream, which is very popular. There is App Braille Plus Mobile Manager. That one I you can't afford, and I can't afford. <laughs> it's over a thousand bucks. Apex Braille Mode Slash Voice Mode. I really can't afford that. My wife can afford it. She has one. Hims um, Book Sense. Ham's book sense. Now that's kind of a nice little uh, uh, player. It's, um, but I, I'm going to get into players a little later. Just know that there are players that you can select on here. If indeed you have one of these other players, you would select it. Then you would tab to submit. So submit button. And I'm not going to submit that because it'll just give me an error because I haven't really filled out anything. So if you had picked one of those other players, what would happen is. Uh, it would, once the application was uh, processed, a message would be sent off to the vendor, and then the vendor uh, sends you further instructions on getting that player to uh, play the NLS books, because none of them play the NLS books out of the box. They ha always have to have some kind of key in installed uh, to them, and that comes from the vendor. So that's what that's for. So that's the application uh, process. And now I'm going to just... Close all this. Question. Yes. Can we um, add more than one player to that list at a time? Ah, good question. You can't at this point. But what you would do is if you had another player, once you're, you were approved, there is a place you can go to on the, uh, on the BARD site. What you would log in. On the main page, there's an update account settings link, and you would follow the add a purchase player link. And there you would add, a, add another player. Thank you. You just can't do them all at once. Can't do them all at once. You can have any no, number no. Of, yeah. of players activated. So you, so once you set it up for one, you go back and update it. Yeah, you can add another correct. one. Yeah. Correct. 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 And the reason you're doing all that is because of copy for copyright reasons. You can't just get these books and go play them on your iPod or whatever. So, so you get a special key that you install. It's software that you install on the player, um, and you tell them your serial number, and then that specific player, um, not like any. Once you've done stream, not it's not like any old stream in the universe will work with your books. It, you give it your serial number, so it knows that you own that stream. Yes. Okay, I went through the whole process. I everything you told me to do, I, I did. I went through the entire process. I got my ID number and my password, and now I can't find it. 
and I look through certain emails. I put everything in a folder yeah. under um, under stream, um, and, well, actually book info. I put it all in a folder, and I can't find it. And I'm questioning now, do I have to go back through that entire process, or do they know? No, that what, what they my would password and all that is. What they would do is, uh, did you ever get to the point where you logged in? For the no, first time? I was kind of waiting to do that, and okay. I don't know why I was waiting, but uh, I was kind of waiting to do that. So what they'll have is they'll uh, basically uh, contact uh, Braille Institute Monday, mm -hmm. and uh, they can uh, provide you with that. Although I actually might be able to do it today. Um, oh, okay. I'll, see, I'll see if I, I'll see if I can. Right. But if not, I call, call on Monday and uh, ask for Nicole because I won't be there Monday. I got the day off. Oh, okay. It's my birthday. Yes. <laughs> my 60th birthday. Um, yeah, if you can do it, if yeah. you can go today, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll see, see if we can get it done. Uh, one of the things that happens is, um, from time to time, is that people actually lose track of their, their, their password. Say they've gone and created one, and if you're anything like me, you created one, but maybe you haven't used it for a while, um, and you forgot what it is, and you don't have it written down. So in that case, you would also call us, and uh, then what we do is we reset the password, because we don't actually have access to it. We have access to that initial one that was That's sent. what I have, yeah. That's it. I have the yeah. initial one. I have, okay, I have so we can do that. Yet. All right. So in any case, if got password problems, call the library. Um, so, so that is, now we're all signed up, theoretically. Control-W. And Windows N, desktop. Hold. Let's close this again. And... Can I close that soon? I know that'll disconnect. Oh, I guess I can't. Oh, tab. Tab. Close his dialog box when download. Close his dialog box when download. So now, let me just walk through the, uh, the download process, and then we'll uh, go to the next next piece of this uh, little puzzle. So if I log in, I'm going to go back to that trusty NLS bard. And actually, please log I just found out recently that if you just go to bard.lock.gov, that works as well, too. But in any case, I'm used to doing this longer address. Email address colon edit space email address of C-A-N-U-T-0 at C-A period Now everybody knows my email address. And you don't know my password, though. So what I did was, I kind of went through that rather quickly. There's a there's a, uh, a field for the email address. You tab to the password field, type that in, and then tab again. Now we're on the login button. And we're just going to press the space bar. 1%, 100%, bar main page, browse by subject heading, browse. So now I'm on the main page. There's a number of ways to look for books here. But just for the sake of demonstration, I'm going to go to a kind of a nice thing called Recently Added Books, and it's a, it's a link on here. Links list dialog. Links list view home. Recently added books. So we're on Recently Added Books, so let's Enter. Recently added books. Books. see what we got. Three link visited. 1%. 100%. 
Selection by recently added books display in items 1 through 385 of 385 So there's a bunch of books there. Now this page is broken in the heading, so we I can just press... Uh, What's the it. command to go to JAWS heading, 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 heading with JAWS? H. Very good. That's it. November 10th, 2011, heading level 2. So that was, they did that on Thursday. May heading level 4. Does the noise in my head bother you? A rock and roll memoir heading <laughs> Well, okay. That sounds like a fun book. Let's say I want to download that one. So I've, uh, that uh, the title is at the heading level four, and then I'm just going to arrow down just to show you what else is here. Tyler Stephen, read by it Eric Sample. Reading time, 16 hours, 18 minutes. Wow. Music. Music. Is that that's what the... The genre. Aerosmith lead singer and American Idol and there's the born description. in 1948. Reminisces about his childhood in the Bronx as the son of a classical pianist. Early musical. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Never does. Okay, so nice thing about this page is the download links are very hard, easy to find because they are exactly that download links. It's not some obscure button to download or anything like that. All I have to do is. I can either arrow down till I get to the link or just tab at this point. Tab, download, does the noise in my head bother you? A rock and roll method. I just love that title. <laughs> so, so here, now there's a few, um, this is a Windows 7 computer, so it's slightly different, but maybe not too much. So I'm just going to press enter, enter on this. 1%, 100%. File download dialog. Do you want to open or so save now, this file? Name colon. Cancel button. I have the choice of open or save. There's a few choices in here. Um, I'm just going to go to... Tab. What's the risk? Link. What's the risk? Tab. Open button. Open. We, I don't want to open it. I just want to save it. Tab. Save button. So then I would press the space bar on save. Space. 0% of downloadbook.guy from spark.lock.gov completed dialog. Save as dialog. Edit combo. db tyler Now, the simplest thing to do in, in Windows 7, and I guess now's the time to ask what operating systems people are using. Y'all using Windows 7, or are you still in XP? No. No. Yes, XP. So let me talk about XP. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll skip this part. I'm pretty excited XP. Yeah. Um, you, you have Vista? Yeah. I'll let Sue answer that question. Maybe. Upgrade to seven. <laughs> huh? About the same as seven? So. It's an upgrade to seven. Upgrade to seven. Upgrade to seven. Upgrade to seven. Yeah. yeah. So, in any case, uh, if, if you're in Windows XP, you would still have that opener save and you would choose save. And then um, you'll be presented with another dialog, which is kind of like what we're, we're looking at now. It has a uh, the file name. It's a really good idea, especially if you haven't downloaded before, to tab through that whole dialog to find out where the download is going. So you would tab a few times. You'll hear things like uh, file type uh, and um, look in and recently and stuff like that. But the thing you're going to look for is save in. And it'll say save in. Chances are it'll say save in desktop if that's the first time you download it. But it may say something else. It may say, say some other folder. And uh, once you know what that folder is, then you can continue to tab through and whack the save button, and uh, then the uh, file will start to, uh, start to download. 
Um, now, I'm not going to, I'm just going to escape out of this for the moment. Um, or actually, I'm not. I'm going to, so, but if you're in Windows 7, if you happen to be in Windows 7, you could tab through and find the appropriate button, but uh, Bob told me, he says, you know, and the best thing in Windows 7, because it can be a bit of a confusing screen, is just press Alt-S for save, and that will get the, get the process going. So, once you have, I'm going to locate a book that's uh, actually it's a magazine that's already downloaded and show you how to get it ready to play on a player. This is kind of the sticky point for a lot of folks. A lot right. of folks seem to get. Uh, that's to what the, I want to hear about. Yeah, they get yes. to the download okay, but the uh, the transfer unzipping is yeah. difficult. I'm, right, I've never unzipped. So yeah. <laughs> so a let lot. me just close out of this. Get off the Alt F4. Selection by recently added books. Internet. Alt F4. Windows N. Desktop folder. So now. So there's the uh, the uh, magazine I downloaded, Smart Computing. I'm still looking for the magazine, not so bright computing, but they haven't got that one yet. Um, so now, since we've got so many XP users, I'm going to talk through this part a little bit, and then I'm going to demonstrate the how it's done in Windows 7. They're both they're very similar, but in the Windows XP, what you're going to do is you'll you'll press the Enter key, and there'll be a uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. In Windows in Windows XP, you will. Uh, locate the Windows uh, context key. So where is that? That's generally to the left of the right-hand control key. And if you're using a laptop keyboard without a context menu key or applications key, then the keystroke is... Shift F10. Shift F10. See, so even if you didn't come here to learn digital books, you just learned two keystrokes that you can't live without. Yes, indeed. Shift F10. So then, uh, you'll arrow down to Extract All, and then you'll press Enter on Extract All, and this welcome message comes up. Welcome to the Extraction Wizard, or the Windows XP, something or other like that. And uh, at that point, you'll actually be focused on the next button to get the process moving along. You just press the space bar on that. Then it says files will be extracted to the following directory. And it'll get this big, long directory name. And actually, it'll be just right where you are. I happen to be in the um, directory entitled Maria. Uh, so that's where it's going to, that's where it would unzip to if I was in uh, Windows XP. Uh, what you would do at that point is tap through that dialog until you get um, to the next button to get the process moving along. And you press the space bar on next. And then the files will extract. And it takes a few seconds, maybe a little longer. And it says files, you get the message. Files have been successfully extracted. At that point, you're on a little checkbox. Uh, it says show extracted files. Then you uncheck that box 
tab to finish and press the spacebar on finish. And at that point, you have your book unzipped. But we're not in uh, Windows XP here, we're in Windows 7. So I'm going to go just walk through this a little bit here. So I'm going to press the application context menu open. Con Windows context key. I'm going to go down open to new window. until I find extract all. Extract all dot dot dot. And now it says extract all, so I'm going to press that around that. Enter leaving menus. Maria dash search dash MS colon query equals Maria. Items view multi select list box. DB dash smart underline computing underline left parent October underline 2011 right parent dot tip. 11 slash 12 slash 2011 8 colon backslash users backslash Maria backslash downloads. 5041. Extract compressed left parent zip right parent folders. Files will be extracted to this folder called Edit. C colon backslash users backslash Maria backslash downloads backslash DB dash smart underline computing underline left parent October underline 2011 right parent. That is a big mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> so, but I, I usually shut the computer up uh, for a lot of dialogues, but I thought it was important for folks to hear that just so you know kind of what to expect. After a while, when you get used to doing this, you'll be hitting the control key very quickly and shutting it up. So now let's read my current line. Files will be extracted. And it just folder says that folder name. So now I'm going to use the tab key. Tab. Browse dot 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 button. I got to browse. It's similar to what happens in XP. Tab. Show extracted files when complete checkbox checked. And show extracted files when complete checkbox checkbox checked. I'm going to uncheck that. How do you Space. uncheck it? Thank you. With the space bar. Yes. <laughs> And then I'm going to tab again. Tab, extract button. And it says extract. Space, cancel And I'm pressing button, the space bar on button. that. Copying 19 items, left parent 51.6 MD, right parent dialog. Cancel button 26%. 100%. Maria dash search dash MS colon query equals Maria. Items view multi select list box. DB dash smart underline computing underline left parent October underline 2011 right parent dot zip 11 slash so I still have DB dash smart underline computing underline left parent October underline 2011 right parent dot zip 11 slash 12 I still have that one that's uh, zipped up but that's not the one I want to use right now because now everything's been extracted to another folder and that folder will not have if if you have any vision, you'll see a zipper icon on it. If you don't, if you listen to your screen reader, you'll hear that there's no no zip at the end. <laughs> so let's see if we can find it. I'm going to just use first letter navigation to get to it. Let's see if that works for me. DB, DB dash smart underline computing underline left parent October underline 2011 right parent. There it is. So inside there are those, remember, her, you, you might remember Hearing it say 19 files have been extracted, well, they're all in there. So, I just gave you a whole big earful. Is there, we got any questions at this point? Yeah. Um, like a lot of questions. <laughs> okay. So, how, okay. I'm sorry, but like you did a great job. I'm just kind of slow. Um, how do you download digital talking books? <laughs> Just yeah, I know, but I'm slow. <laughs> I didn't quite understand your lingo. Oh, okay. Let me um, tell you what. Let me uh, 
brief, just briefly, and we could go back over this again. Uh, but uh, what you do is, when you found the book that you want to download, you uh, what 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 uh, system do you have at home? You got XP. Yeah. You do. Okay. So what you're going to do is you'll each title has a link associated with it, and you're going to find that link. You'll know it's the right link because it'll speak the. Um, not only the book number, but it'll actually speak the title, and it'll say it's a link. So you just press enter on that link, and then you're prompted to open or save it, and you'll choose uh, save. You'll shift, you'll basically tab to save, and then you hit the space bar on save. Then another dialog comes up, another screen comes up before it actually downloads, and it gives you the file name, and it shows you where it's being saved. And if you're unsure of where it's going, you would tap through there and look for save in, and that'll show you where it is, where it's going. Okay, when, so you know the, the card that goes in the, the book reader? Yes. So where does that go for you to like put the book or textbook on there? Oh, okay. Well, that's, gonna, that's what we're going to go do right now. That's actually what we're going to do. So, so what Brian did a minute ago was he downloaded it to his computer. You could instead download it to your card, but you really don't want to do that because it's that zipped file. It's yeah. compressed. So in other words, if you took all those books and you downloaded them and they, they were already they were on the website already um, extracted, they'd be ginormous. You would never be able to download it. Yeah. So you download it in what's called a compressed format, and the way you know that is it's file name dot zip. Now, if you go to the store, if you go to Best Buy, and you buy a computer and you bring it home, you'll notice that as you see your Word documents on the on the computer, you you arrow down through the file. If you're sighted, it just says file name, file name one, file yeah. name two, file name three, right? If you if that's cool because there's a little icon that tells you it's a Word document. But if you're blind, you're pretty much poop out of luck because you don't know what kind of files those are. It doesn't say file name dot doc, file name dot docs, file name dot text, file name dot zip. There's no extension. When you buy your computer at the store, take it out, set it up on your desk, and, and read those file names, by default, those file extensions are hidden. And Microsoft, in their wisdom, thinks that that's too confusing for you. Well, it might be if you can see the rack and fracking little icons that tell you what they are. But if you're just listening to it, yep. then you could have six files with basically the same name but different extensions. And you don't know if it's the zip file, the executable program file, the Word document, the text file. So there's a little magic trick that... Um, assistive technology vendors do before we bring you your computer that turns on those file extensions and so if you bought your computer at Best Buy and you don't know how to do that grab our card on the way out and call me and say it's just saying file name, file name, file name and I want to know what kind of file it is Love and they call me and we'll tell you how to turn it on or ask your VI teacher because of course they all know how to do that and they will do that for you. <laughs> All right. Excellent. You come by, and if you're a VI teacher, then come by my table, and I'll show you how to do that, because you definitely want to do that in your classroom yeah. so your kids know what they are. Really? Do you programs that are already, um, already automatically made in the file? So say my father 
downloads another file, it would already read off the extension. You, your computer is set up to tell you whether or not to read the extension. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, come by the table and I'll show you where to fix that. So do you, you don't think I'm hearing you do not need like a downloadable uh, reader or <coughs> software to download the book? Like a, a downloadable manager? You don't need a download manager, no. Okay. No. Yeah. That, that's that's the nice thing about it. So at this point, I want to I want to get this book on a um, I want to get this book so I can transfer it transfer it to something so I can play it. So for instance, if you have a um, yeah, put the card in the yeah, we have a victory screen here. Yeah. So if you can see what I'm holding up. It's about the size of a postage stamp. If you can't see what I'm holding up, I'm telling you it's about the size of a postage stamp, but a little fatter. And there's a slot in the Victor Reader Stream or the Book Sense or the Plex Talk um, that holds these cards. And so this computer has a built-in card reader. Um, but in case you're using a computer that doesn't have a built-in card reader, you can buy one for about 10 bucks. Put your card in the computer or in the card and then what it does is it turns it into another drive. So your computer has a C drive, right? That's your hard drive. Your computer has probably a D drive or whatever your DVD, CD, ROM drive is. And this is calling it some other drive letter. Now it's calling it the E drive and it's the SD card. And so we're going to open this up and it's going to show a bunch of folders. And depending on your player, those folders will be different. Um, the stream, they all start out what? Dollar sign VR for Victor Reader, right? So you have a whole list of dollar sign VR something on the card. So go ahead and press enter because it's already on. All right. Yeah, a lot of the time you'll, more often than not, you'll get this autoplay and it'll ask you what you want to do. What we want to do is open folders of new files in Windows Explorer. That's what we want to do. Enter. We just want to open it. So there's a bunch of folders in here. And what I'm going to do is... So what I, I found that, that file, that um, the unzipped folder. So let's get to that folder first. And I'm right there. I'm going to copy this. Copy selection to flip. So the way I did that is I pressed Control-C. If, for some reason, you happen to forget that keystroke, if, if you press the Windows Context key, uh, one of the choices would be copy. Uh, but Control-C is easy enough to remember. C, C for copy. So now I'm going to go back. I'm, alt, I'm using the Alt-Tab combination. And I'm back in this little E drive here that's on that card. So I'm going to look for, I have to put this in the right place. I can't just put it right where we are now. It has to go in the right folder for the Victor Reader stream. So there's one called Dollar VR DTB. DTB stands for Digital Talking Book. So let's find it. Dollar VR Audio DKM. Dollar VR DTB. There it is. So I'm going to just press the enter key to open that folder. Enter. E fold backslash Dollar VR DTB. Items view multi select list pop. And there it is. And and we got we got stuff in there already so I'm gonna go ahead and paste this so the paste command 
uh, is control V like in Victor. Um, Think of Velcro. Velcro. That makes it all make sense. <laughs> now I know why they picked V for the for the pace command. Okay, Velcro, indeed. So I'm gonna press control V. Let's copy away. Ninety-six percent. Copy and twenty items left parent fifty-one point six MD right parent dialog. Cancel button equal backslash dollar VRD. And now it looks like it's done. Select list box. DP dash smart undermine computing undermine left parent October. So why does it show twenty items instead of nineteen? I was asking myself the same question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm Denise's wife. <laughs> If it added something, I don't know, or maybe it's counting the folder. It's hard to say. Oh, that could be. Yeah. So now that's on there, and now it's um, it's playable. Now you, you notice I had to find a special folder for the Victor Reader stream. If you had our free player, all you would do is copy this to a flash drive, like a you know a memory stick, and. Uh, you wouldn't need to put it in a special folder or anything like that. You would just open up that flash drive. It would show the same as this did, some kind of a drive letter. It would be E, F, or G, anything, any number of things possible. And you would just open that up and, and do your uh, paste command, control Velcro. <laughs> I'm really going to keep that one. Oh. I really like it. <laughs> Because Velcro, God only knows, it sticks to everything, doesn't it? No. The only little caveat with uh, flash drives is they don't all work. A good portion of them do work. Some don't for any number of reasons. They're um, with the they maybe draw too much power, although the latest uh, firmware on the players may have resolved uh, that, that, that issue, or they may have special software on them. In that case, you might want to format it. Just nuke all the special software and see if it works. Is that also true with the SD cards? Yeah, and actually, uh, with, the, with, the, uh, well, with the player from NLS, SD cards... The jury's still sort of out. They they seem to be working better for folks, although to me the flash drive is a little less cumbersome than having a card reader with an SD card in it. You know, you got a, you got a few parts going on there. But that's that's up to you. You're cer certainly uh, welcome to experiment. There's a hand in the back. Yeah, so I was wondering, what are the advantages and disadvantages? In the visual impaired using a Macintosh versus a PC? That's a whole computer question. <laughs> Which the only thing I can tell you for this, the one advantage to the piece to the to the Macintosh is you won't have to go through that unzipping process. It unzips it automatically. All you'll have to do is copy and paste. But uh, I'm the wrong person to ask about the Macintosh. I have one at home. I have a MacBook Air, and so far it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. I don't understand it very well. But some people swear by it, by the Macintosh. I swear at it. 
I don't know. <laughs> so there you go. Computers are kind of like, what are they like, Sue? I have a question about the, okay, so right now it's on your hard drive, yeah. the book, and then now you're putting it onto your SD card? Yeah, it's on the SD card now. Um, all you have to do is hit um, Control V to save it. Onto your <laughs> control C. So you go to where you unzipped it, and it's a file name, right? You highlight that file name, or if you're using a speech program, you arrow down to it till it talks. You do control what for copy? C. Control C. Then you go to the card, and you open up the folder, digital talking books or other books or whatever, wherever you're going to put it. And you do what for paste? Control V. Control V. And then it's there. And then Brian's going to show you on the stream here how to get to it and read it real quick. Yes. Which means I have to pull the paper out. Yeah. Actually, this might even be simple enough that I can do it. Let's see. Oh, we turn the volume on. But the stream calls them bookshelves because it wants you to think that it's really simple. Bookshelf one, no media. Bookshelf oh. one. It always works a lot better when you put the card back in. Back in the screen. And I was just bragging about Note. how good I'm one. getting at this. Huh? Bookshelf notes two, talking books there seven, is. books one. So now so I've gone down. I've gone down to the bookshelf I want. Now I'm going to read left to right or right to left and read the titles on the bookshelf. So I'm going to use the arrow keys. Two. Three. The sheriff of your name here. One. Four. Yeah. Smart computing. October 2011. You did it! I did it! And now I'm going to tell it to read. Smart computing. October 2011. Copyright 2011 by Sam. Speed. Hills Publishing Company. Read by Joanne Jaquinta. This magazine contains 78 pages. Approximate reading time, 4 hours, 45 minutes. Ta-da! She sounds almost like one of the synthesized voices my wife was saying yesterday. <laughs> it's perfect for smart computing. So, so that was kind of an overview, and if I had realized how many sighted people would be in the room, we might have thought about having like a screen and a projector and all, all that, that stuff, yeah. fancy yeah. stuff for those of us who are photonically dependent. But, um, <laughs> That's a good um, one. Questions? And here's a question, right? If you want to control the speed and the uh, the rhythm and the um, the pitch. Mm -hmm. Can you still control that through the computer or through the reader? When you're using the book player, you control it through the book player. And it depends on which one you use, what the commands are. With the stream, instead of holding the power button in to turn it on or off for two or three seconds, you just tap it, and it tells you the things you can change. Speed. Tone. Volume. Speed. And then below the power button, there's an up arrow and a down arrow. So when I get to the thing I want to change, I just can go. Speed, two. Speed, three. Speed, 
So now you laugh, but let me tell you that my husband is an attorney and he hasn't practiced law for several years, but still he says that was so much work that he's not going to let his license lapse. So he has to keep um, bar something or others up. He has to keep taking courses. So you can go somewhere and take the courses for a gazillion dollars. Or you can download MP3 files of those courses and listen to them and fill in the little blanks. So while the cider guys are listening to them at normal speed and having to take a whole hour to listen to an hour class, those of you who listen to audiobooks for a living crank the speech rate up to whatever. I'm sure it's not the way I would have to listen to it. How fast do you think of it? I don't. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you on this. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was bragging that he that had to listen to that one hour class and it only took him 15 minutes because on his stream he quadrupled the speech and he was still able to answer the questions and get his credit for taking wow. those classes. So, yeah. Pretty so, incredible. Question here. What type of uh, books are you able to get from Barnes? Textbooks, novels, magazines? Any questions? Uh, just uh, n- not textbooks, only the uh, novels, some, and uh, magazines, and of course, uh, nonfiction. There's roughly, well, gosh, now, there are, is, I th- there's two figures bouncing around in my head, but it's well over 20,000 books now on, uh, on Bard, and it's growing. The uh, so they are this they're the source for your basic library book. Um, if for textbooks, your best source would be learningli.org, uh, and sometimes uh, Bookshare has an awful lot of content on there as well. A lot of it is kind of like what you would find in a library, but they do have some pretty detailed uh, stuff on there. For instance, I ran across a. I was hoping it would tell me something about voiceover, which is the screen reader built into the Mac. But it was just a general book on the Mac. It was pretty much incomprehensible, but it, yet it was there. Uh, so they have a lot of good content. Another question. Are you able to request books? If they don't have it in the library, are you able to request To have it recorded, it's actually a... I have to give you... I have to give you a White House press secretary type answer. You're just going because <laughs> you can and you can't. Okay. okay. I mean, you can say that you want it. Um, what we do is, if it's uh, is something we would send to the uh, reference librarian. If it's not available anywhere, she would indicate to NLS that this is a book that somebody wants. It's basically like casting your vote for it. Uh, there's other services that are, you know, kind of on demand. Uh, record sort of services, which I, I think um, I still want to call them RFB&D, but I think learning a lie, you can actually have them record a book for you. Um, but uh, the uh, the answer for that is yes and no. <laughs> and if you have, that's a good idea. 
Um, if you have scanned the book yourself, maybe you're using Kurzweil or OpenBook, um, you don't have to be tied. The cool thing about the, the little players is you don't have to be tied to your computer. You can still save it in a file that the, that the stream or the book sends or the um, FlexTalk will read. So you can still, the cool thing about having something like this is you've got, if you've got a really long commute, you know, you live in San Bernardino and you take the train in to the Braille Institute every day, you have this little palm health thing that's going to read all your books. And, or you take the train into LACC, you can study for your final on your way to class. Question. Um, that website was Learning L-I? A-L-L-I. Learning L-I. It used to be, in the really olden days, it was RFB, Recordings for the Blind. Then they added the D. And then they changed the whole name. Why? A-L-I-Y. Yeah. A-L-I-Y? Yes. Yes. Learning L-I. Learning L-I. Like friend. Other questions? If you're signed up for a 10 o'clock session, it's 5 to 10, so we'd like to keep you glued here. I think someone locked the door, but we'll probably unlock it. <laughs> and then, now, don't forget, when the, when the session's over at 11, from 11 to 1, there's about eight-minute talks about any number of really cool techie kinds of geeky things. And then when that's over at 1 o'clock, then we'll be at the tables with demonstrators. And I'll, I'm actually going to my table now, and I'll be there from 10 to 11. So if you're not signed up for a 10 o'clock session, I'll be there. By the way, one important service before, before you go is if you want to hear this kind of demonstration again, something similar, if you sign up for the telephone reader program, which is free, just call the library and ask to sign up for it. Under announcements oh. is a bar demonstration. Oh, cool. All right, so I need, do I need to call the library? Yeah, you just call the library.